Submitted for your approval and potential iTunes review. A show beyond jokes and humor. Where what passes for entertainment is two men with no notable qualities telling each other about memes they've seen on the internet. A show not only of sound, but also sometimes pictures posted on an Instagram page. Don't stop now. You've already gotten too far into Snickles. Darren and I are in the most like intimate talk show setup. Usually we're like spaced out. You, I mean, typically we've been a thousand miles away. And then since we've gotten close, we've been a little bit closer than a thousand miles. But now we're at Darren's like this tiny little desk. We're knee to knee. Toe to toe. I'm, I'm not touching your knee. You, now you are. Our knees are real close. You're literally touching my knee with your hand though. That's yeah, well, I'm just, I was, I was trying to, to measure how far away that knee really was. I mean, it's, we're, like we're, this is the closest we've ever been yeah. recording. Yeah. This is the closest I've ever been with another human. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've never let anybody in this close. <laughs> um, we are not, we are to, tip to tip on toes. Yeah. We're toesy to toesy. We're piggy to piggy. I mean, I, the, my toe is touching the side of your foot. We're matching piglets, I would say. As the kids call it. If anything, if anything, we're a little bit closer than that. So, a, a level of intimacy I don't, I'm not used to and don't enjoy, especially with Darren, who makes awkward eye contact with me regardless of the situation. <laughs> but right now, it's really intense. Jake is uncomfortable with intimacy, and uh, yeah, he's uncomfortable with eye contact. Which the fact that I put on mascara doesn't help that either. That's true. Yeah. Hey, Darren, I just have a little question, because you got your new desk here. It looks nice. Good work. Hey, what the fuck is that over there? What? Well, hey, what the fuck is that? No, nope. a light. No, behind the light. It's a can of... No, behind the light. It's a can of rare air. I feel that would change, though. What, what is that all the way over in the corner? Oh, this. Yeah, this what the fuck is that? This is a mask. What... Why do you have it? Um, it's a ritual. A ritual for what? Yeah, just some, just something I do from time to time. Just to Darren, are you in a cult? After all these I'm years of accusing cult. me no, of being in a cult, it's just me. It's just me doing the ritual. Okay, what's the ritual? It's not that big of a deal. I don't know why everybody. Okay, if it's not a big deal, then let's just talk about it. So I just put on this mask. Okay, it's got to be a full moon. Or okay. a waning gibbous, either a full moon or a waning gibbous. Oh, that's kind of a broad. It can't be a waxing a... gibbous. It can't be a waxing crescent. It has to be yeah, a waning gibbous or a full moon. Not a new moon either. No. Okay. Absolutely not. A waning crescent? No, it can't. It, okay. Waning gibbous or a, or a full moon. Okay. And I put those on. Ooh. I almost knocked that over, buddy. I put this on. I. Uh, I summon a, a Norse wolf. That's good audio quality. That's gonna get new listeners. Alright, keep going. I name I name seven names that I want that of people who I think could change my life if they if they change theirs. Okay. Seven people you want killed. I name seven names of people who would change my life if they changed theirs. Seven okay. people who you would prefer not be alive? 
Seven. I'm going to lean back a little I bit. Didn't, I didn't say that, Jake. I said seven people who, who would change your change life if life they changed theirs. If they changed theirs. Exactly. If they and stopped being me. alive. Is that what you're saying? Yes. No, that's not what I'm saying. And then I, I take, I get a stump, a wooden stump. I get the wolf. I tie him up to anything. It could be a bar. Just as long as the wolf is... You tie him up in a bar? Contained and sedated. He is contained and sedated. Okay. Then I I spill the blood of myself. Just me. Just me. Okay. And a deceased... And a deceased organism. Of what? Of what manner? Just any organism. Of what, 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 what what did you use last time? A human? Jake. Okay, last time it was a pangolin. A pangolin? Yeah. What the fuck's a pangolin? It's a type of like marsupial. I a think. pangolin? Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like an armadillo. You're saying a pangolin. It's kind of kind of like an armadillo. Are you saying pangolin, pangolin. or pangolin? Pangolin. Okay. She was almost the vice president, right? I don't follow. That's, pangolin? Yeah. Sarah Pangolin? Yeah. That's a stretch, Jake. <laughs> uh, just trying to just trying to keep anything entertaining here that and then I can. I put I put ammonia and 409. I mix them together and then I I pour the solution onto the stump and then that's when I get I disrupt the wolf and he howls. You disrupt him? And he howls. What do you mean you disrupt him? I disrupt him. What does that mean? Anything. I could dis- dis- How do you disrupt something, Jake? How do you disrupt anything? Well, it has to already be doing something. You said you it's in, it's unconscious. I didn't say I was unconscious. I'm fully aware. No, you said the wolf was unconscious. Yeah, but then I disrupt his slumber. Okay. You wake it up. Yeah, and that could take that You could wake mean, it up is what you're I got to hope I don't get like a sleepy wolf. But don't you want a sleepy wolf so you can well, if I disrupt him and he wants to go back to bed, <laughs> and then the, he won't howl. And then what happens after he howls? Then the ritual is complete, and that's it. The wolf doesn't do anything else. So the but, seven people. Yeah, I let the wolf free, and then it. Well, th- I guess that's the last part. Is I let the wolf free, and then the wolf does what? He can do whatever he wants. What do you hope he does? I hope that he enacts a change. In. In my life or the other people's lives, one of the in seven. those seven people. Oh, one, just one of the seven. One of the seven, yeah. So you're not trying to kill all seven of these people. You're, ha- trying, you're happy with I'm one not, in seven. I'm odds. not necessarily trying to kill any of these people. Not necessarily. Okay. Darren, Darren, just between you and me, are you trying to kill these people? I'm not. I, Darren, it could be anything, Darren, Jake. It could be anything. Off pod, off, off mic. Are you trying to kill these people? It could be anything, Jake. It could be any... any just nod or shake your head I've been, and I... I've been doing this for almost 30 years now, Jake. Just nod or shake your head and I won't say what which response you give, okay? There, there's your answer. All right. So, it could, like, you know, it the, a change happens, then within the next... Does the change always happen? Within the next moon cycle, the change happens. Always. Whether it's a full moon or a waning gibbous... Uh, the change will happen between those two moons. And the change always happens. Yeah. 
I've never been unsuccessful. Okay. And how often do you do this? Every full moon or every waning gibbous. What do you mean every full moon or every waning gibbous? Which is it? It's both of them. I mean both. Every full moon and every waning gibbous. So you do this... Well, waning gibbous lasts for several days. So you do this like five days... Five out of every 28 days? Yes, Jake. Now you're starting to get it. And <laughs> you find a different wolf each time? Well, yeah. I mean, I, there's a Where, farm up north. That have... Sorry, what kind there's of... A what kind ground. of wolf did you say they were? A Norse... A Norse uh, gray wolf. Norse gray... See, what is that? Norse... That makes me think it's from, you know, Europe. Europe? Yeah. yeah. They came from Europe, but they okay. are, they bred, they're bred here. And they're, it's in their blood that they're Norse. I'm going to lower my chair. Oh, I can't. It's all the way low. Yeah. That's what as I was low trying, as it can get. That's what I was trying to get you the other the mother mic stand. That's okay. That's <sighs> a, but yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much my life. No, but I was I saying the other thing behind the, the other thing behind the light. That's what I was really the asking mask? about. No, the other thing that's back there. The, oh, it's a brick wall. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What do you use that for? Uh, structure to keep the the my my house in place. Okay, keep your house cool. But it seems like how do you go outside? It keeps you locked inside here. That's why they made doors. Jake, I, is this bit worth it? You gotta ask yourself, like when you start these bits, are, are they worth it? What this a, one? Are you happy with this one? Why don't you ever ask yourself that? So I always indulge you. Okay, I always. No, no matter how dumb, no matter how stupid whatever you're saying is. This is the first time I haven't indulged you. No, and it's I, not and true. It feels good. That's not true at all. It feels good. When's the other time? You're always shooting down my bits and starting your own. When? That's always happening. <laughs> Name one time. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't listen you to this don't... fucking show. <laughs> what the fuck is that? My hus my husband. <laughs> 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 My husband's starting a jet engine upstairs. Darren started to say it and then finished it and then looked surprised that he said it. Uh, yeah. He's he's a, he's a he's a a welder and jet engine uh mechanic. Jet engine pilot. Mechanic and pilot. So he's doing that right now. In the house? Yeah, we got a shop upstairs, way oh, upstairs. No yeah. wonder you need these thirty these sturdy brick walls. Yeah. That's just so that the heat doesn't uh it breaks really cold. If you're not if you're not familiar if you're not aware. <laughs> brick retains uh cold really well. So there's that. Yeah, it's Jake, how was your week, buddy? Uh my week? Stop fidgeting with the earphone thing, man. My uh <laughs> My sound keeps cutting out. What? It just did. I don't know what you're talking. Ta- 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 nope. <laughs> Put it uh, into that bit too. I have had it. Darren, Darren, how was your week? Are you okay, buddy? I have fucking had it. Things seem a little rough over here. I'm. This is all bullshit. You weren't talking to your husband when I came over. You're both. You're both just separately on the couch doing different things, which some might mistake for comfort, but I could I could feel the frigidness in the air. Yeah, it's because we're... 
I offered your husband candy. Off, off pod. I'll tell I you offered this. him candy and he didn't. Off pod, I'll tell you this. We're not gay. We just got married for legal reasons. We're not gay, though. Okay. I mean, Darren, that's fine. I don't care if you are or aren't. It doesn't matter to me. That's why it's so frigid, is my point. Because we can never have any more sex. Why? It's not illegal to cheat on your spouse. It is in Arizona. We're not in Arizona. How do you know? Because... I think it's actually illegal in Texas. I, I gotta look that up, but I think it's illegal to cheat on your spouse in, like, Maine and Texas. Maybe Delaware. One of those boring states. Maine? Texas isn't that boring, but, you know, Maine and Delaware. Maine is the, the only state where you're not only allowed, but encouraged to marry your siblings. Cheat on your... Hang on. Actually, I'm going to look it up in Colorado. Is it illegal to cheat on your spouse? Okay, Darren's... Okay, so legal authorities agree that adultery occurs when a person who is legally married engages in a voluntary sexual encounter or relationship with someone other than the person's legal spouse. But Colorado is a no-fault state, which means that the court doesn't care about why a marriage failed. So, it's not illegal. It's not illegal to, uh, it's not illegal to, uh, cheat on your spouse in Colorado. Yeah, I know. I said that. Also, Colorado is a no-fault state. That's why we never experience earthquakes. We actually, that's actually bullshit, Jake, because there is a fault in Grand Junction that is constantly shaking. Grand Junction? It's constantly moving. And it's only like a, it's like a 0.5 on the Richter scale. That's why it's like. Who wants to go to fucking Grand Junction? We might as well, we might as well just fucking give Grand Junction to Arizona or Utah or some shit. Who gives a shit? Yeah, let's give it to Arizona. Who gives a shit? Arizona just has like a giant, like (laughs) tiny little sliver. (laughs) A giant, tiny little sliver. That's what America did with Alaska. They were like, we're just going to take this little, this little corner of your country. Yeah, basically. Why do we have Alaska. How did that work? I need to look up that history. How we got Alaska. It's actually, it was a reverse Louisiana purchase, technically. Uh, in a double round robin uh, tournament bracket event? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do the segue? That's why a perfectly would, set up segue. Why would, no, why would I do the segue when this is your, this is your, this is your baby. This is, you've spent... You spent hours. You spent hours crafting this, carefully, carefully considering this. Jake, uh, uh, Darren, you smell yeah, like chickens. Yes, I know. You say that every time. I come here from work. I'm just saying. I take the time out of my day to come to your house so we can record the podcast in person. And you haven't like. And a, you complain about it every like single a zodiac time. Zodiac crossword puzzle on your shirt. Yeah, it's a zo- it's a zodiac killer uh, tarot card. The magician. Is yeah. That, so that's Ted Cruz. Yep, Ted Cruz Supposedly under there. Supposedly under that mask. Okay. Well, yeah, allegedly, but oh, I think we all it's know. Cool shades, I guess. Um, all right, Jake, do you have anything else to say before we start off this bracket? Darren, are you okay, buddy? Because you see, you do seem down. You just seem... I was supposed to help my dad build, continue building the deck this weekend, and I haven't gotten a chance, so I feel bad. Well, you gave him a lot of time last weekend. And I that did sort give of... him a day and a half, a full day and a half. And that sort of came back to bite you, so... 
Yeah. Also, it's the it's the freaking weekend, my man. You can't be forced to work. Yeah. Even for your fucking you gotta dad. You got to let me have me some fun. Even for your fucking daddy. Let me bounce, 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 bounce. Daddy, I'm not your little baby anymore. You can't make me work for you. That is what I say to my dad quite a bit. You can't make me do your dirty work, daddy. That's what I... Yeah. Jake, have you been spying on me? Is that how you know how I, what I say to my dad? No. That's just what we all say to our dads, right? Oh, so you do the same thing. Uh, my uh, Daddy's always trying to get me to do his dirty work. Jake, let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's go ahead and start this bracket before we go into some very familiar but untouched territory that we don't want to venture into. I wish it was untouched territory. <laughs> um, uh, let's start it off, Jake. How do you feel? Got any questions for me? Got anything you want to cover before we get into it? Yeah. What is... Can I ask a stupid question? I would prefer you didn't, but okay. What is... Sliding my mic over. What is an abortion? An abortion? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. It's just where... You, it could be just where you quit your game. Um, okay. You could, yeah, you could quit. You could quit a mission. You could quit a campaign. Could you quit your job? Yeah, that could be okay. an abortion too. That makes sense. Yeah. So my mom doesn't like her job. Because she yeah. said she should have... She should have... <laughs> Yeah, she wanted to quit a little while ago, yeah. When she told you she should have gotten an abortion, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's start the, let's get to the bracket, Darren. <laughs> okay, so as you know, if you've heard the part one of this bracket, we are doing the, we're getting spooky, we're still on that spooky dick. We are doing the part two of our Twilight Zone Madness episode, this is the finals um, we have, what, eight left, eight, eight episodes left, and we are going to figure out which one of these 16 that we've begun with is the best one. We are, our tiebreaker is the higher IMDB score, and I realized that last episode we didn't get a chance to entirely explain the premises of some of these. I think we did. Not all of them, but some of them okay. we did. I think, to- like... We didn't explain this, Eye of the Beholder. Oh, that's true. Um, Some of them were such classics that we didn't get into it. We'll do it this time. Yeah. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's start with our first matchup. We have our... The number one seed, It's a Wonderful Life. It's actually, it's a good life. Not as good, it's not as... With James Stewart. It's not as sick as the... It's not as dope as The Wonderful Life. Oh, it's, it's Clarence, I guess this is fine. I guess I can live whatever. It's a good life. It's a it's a life. <laughs> yeah, that's Clarence. The, that's the next that's the next step down. <laughs> it's a life. Um versus our number 2 seed The Fever. Uh we have a little boy versus a, a gambling addicted man here. Uh, Jake, why don't you start us off with the op- opener thoughts here? Well, did we talk about it's a it's a good life last time? I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. We did briefly. It's it's about a little boy in a small town who has the ability to wish anything anybody and anything into what he wants. Yeah, 
So with that being said, everybody is treating him with kid gloves. They're being they're being very cautious. Sure, kid gloves. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. I mean, that's a that's a very well-known phrase if you know the English language. Kid gloves? Yes. I've never heard that in my life. That doesn't mean anything. You don't know anything. So, Darren, they're all overly nice to this boy because they know But also, some of them just can't fucking take it anymore. It Yeah, one guy gets drunk. Yeah. And he's trying to play a song on the piano that the kid doesn't like. And he, and he the kid hates into, noise, but he loves the piano. And he turns into a Jack in the Box. Pretty grotesque. Yeah. Versus the fever, the gambling addicted man. These are this is a this is an interesting matchup because the fever we talked about as one of these things that's like it's it's like it's somewhat supernatural, but it's really mostly character driven. Versus it's a good life, which is one of the really like. As supernatural as it gets, the kid can control shit with his brain. But it also, like, it doesn't have a twist, and it doesn't... It doesn't just say, like, wouldn't that be crazy if it was like that? Like, it just... Literally, Rod Serling at the end of the episode says, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It just lets you... Just lets you live with it. Uh, and it, like... Like I said last time, this was the one that, like, the most I was... Because I feel like I had seen it a, a long time ago. And rewatching it, I was like, so what's the twist? Like, someone else was did this with their brain or what? And then you get to the end, and he's just like, yeah. That kid's, the, kid's got, the kid's got powers. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, fuck. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, watching the It's a Good Life, I'm not sure that if they put an ending on it, they would... I don't know if they would be able to do that in 25 minutes, like wrap, like put a twist or like wrap something up about that one within 25 minutes, unless it would be like really kind of lame. Maybe they could find a, a pretty lame ending for it. Honestly. I mean, it could be a twist that like all of these things just happen to happen and the kid doesn't actually have any powers and he like tries to wish someone away and but how, that for the first time would, it doesn't work. That I mean, would not be a good twist. I didn't say it was a good twist. Some of these don't have good twists. That's, but that's my point. They would it would either have to be very they would have to add like a lot more time onto the episode or it would be a probably a bad twist. Mm -hmm. Unless they really thought outside the box and got like a really good one. But um but actually they're on Mars. See like you can't think of any. Chickens. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm yawning. You better fucking stop that on this show. I uh, Jake has a master's in writing, and he can't think of a better twist. Yeah, that's true. So... What if the little boy... What if his power was his hair, and then they cut his hair, but he didn't know it was in his hair? That's the, pro that's the plot of Jarhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um... I, I don't know, man. They, these are both pretty tough. I They're both pretty creepy in different ways. I think that the fever serves a better global glo <laughs> global <laughs> comment than uh, It's a Good Life. Because in It's a Good Life, there's still a comment, but they don't make one. Like, they don't directly make a comment. Yeah, it's for you to... 
It's for you to kind of chew on. Both of, I think both of these are like really, I think of all of the, I think of all of the ones that we've had, these two are the most like relevant to right now because addiction is and always will be a huge problem. Yeah. And then like this idea of you've got some fragile ass leader who you're just trying to, you want to disagree with them, but you don't want to disagree too much that they lash out. Yeah. Um, I think just because the fever has such a good comment about, uh, addiction and it does make those connections between his marriage life and his addiction, I'm going to pick the fever for this one. Cause it still is creepy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really sear into your memory as well as it's a good life. Like with the Jack in the box and just how creepy the kid is. And we never got a chance to talk about the grandma there. They have the grandma character and it's a good life who, uh, is apparently the only one who has any control over the kid. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that everybody should know and stop. She thinks that everybody should stop acting so nice around the kid, but yet she's the only one with control. I think that is a good statement, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, I mean, it is up, completely to our interpretation. And there's that scene where they're having the dance on the basketball court and then it opens up and the pool is underneath. Yeah. And then someone throws a toaster in there. <laughs> um, this is tough for me. Cause when I, like, as I was watching the fever, I was like, wow, they're really like going, they're really going for it with this addiction thing. So I'm torn between, like, I agree. I think the fever has, like, the better message, and it's, like, I think they're both really good episodes. But there's something about It's a Good Life that, like, just at the end, I just, maybe the most out of any of these, I just really felt like, damn, that's great. Like, not having the twist really did make it feel so different. So so are we going to a tiebreaker on this one, then? I guess we are. Well... I will look up the IMDb score for The Fever, and you will be looking it up for... Uh, I, think I, know how, I think I know how this is going to go. I'm not sure. But also, is our internet down? What's going on? I, I don't know. Um, I don't remember what season these were. But also, like this is a this is a a flawed system, as we've said before. Um, what the? You mean the IMDb tiebreaker? Yeah. Not that not that I hold it against you for picking it. I think it's it's as good as any tiebreaker. I just think that IMDb is not always always the authority. You're right. You are correct, but I can't think of any other way. No, I know. I know. Really good to pick the tiebreaker here. But I, um, I've I've found mine. So why can I not find mine? This is tough for me too because I, I really like both of these, and if I, either way this turns out, I'm gonna be a little bummed. I am having trouble finding mine for some reason. I can't. What is going on? Sorry. What are you What are you doing? I'm trying to find mine. I 
found I found the IMDB page for the Twilight Zone. Yeah, and then if you click up here where it says episode guide. Cool. It'll open Thank up it'll you. open up all the seasons, then you can pick which season. Then you get the you get to pick okay. the episode and then you'll see. I found mine. And then you'll know. I found mine. Are we doing this at the same time? Yeah. Are you are you a little disappointed? Uh this one, yeah, it's lower than I thought, but yeah. I, either one of these I'm I'm not this is one where I'm not entirely bummed if like if it's a good life wins, you know. I'm I'm happy either way, whichever wins, which makes me a little bummed about whichever one loses. Um all right, on three. One, six, two, five, three, eight point eight. So it's a good life wins. Yeah. Wow, okay. It's a good life moving up to the hemipene matchup. Against? We don't know who yet, because this is the first match of the round. Pay attention. Okay, our next matchup is our number five seed, A Game of Pool, versus our number six seed, Nightmare at 20,000 feet. Do we talk about A Game of Pool, like what it really is? I don't think we did a very good job of explaining it. There's a guy in a pool hall, and like all he wants is to play pool against this old like legend. It's not totally clear. Fats Brown. Yeah, it's not totally clear what what's going on with Fats Brown, but he's like, I'd give anything to play with him. So then Fats Brown shows up, and he's like, hey, kid, let's have a game. Well, the guy who is alive is com- is tired of being compared to Fats Brown. He's like, everything I do, I'm, ge- I'm compared to Fats Brown. I don't want to be compared to Fats Brown anymore. <clears throat> so Fats Brown shows up. They they play a game of, like, the whole episode is a, not, uh, yeah, it's a game of pool. Uh, and they're just, like, as they're playing, they're having a conversation where Fats Brown is like, Hey, you didn't love pool like I did. And the do you know do you remember the other character's name? I don't. Okay. I mean, I can look this up. And the other guy is like, oh, I love it so much. I spent I I fell I slept here all the time. I never did anything. And Fats Brown is like, okay, but during all that time, you should have gone out and met people and had friends. Like, there's more to life than pool. You know, the other guy's like, you don't know that. You're just trying to trick me. And Fats Brown is always like, he just keeps trying to be like, hey. You know, there's more than this. You can. You don't have to play. You can give up. But the guy doesn't want to give up. And Jesse, sorry. Jesse. And Jesse wins, and we find out that he's dead. And now he is in heaven, I guess. Uh, and he has to play all the challengers who think they're the greatest at pool. Not a very scary episode. It is... It's not scary, like, spooky scary, but it's scary, like... Thinking about how you can waste your life, your whole life on the wrong things. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then a night nightmare at twenty thousand feet. You want to give a little? Do we talk about that one? We did explain it last episode. Okay. We kind of said if you don't know what it's about, you probably need to get out more. It's the only Twilight Zone episode that has William Shatner in it. Yeah. Out of all of himself. them. <laughs> um. Well, he's the face. William Shatner is the face of Michael Myers. Absolutely, you cannot dispute that. Indisputable. Except I don't know if they use the same mask for the other ones because some of those masks look pretty shitty. Yeah. And don't not the same quality. Some of those masks look like they're from a Halloween store. Yeah. Also, what a shitty Michael Myers mask, or what a shitty William Shatner mask <laughs> to use in the first movie, like. They fucking bought that because they're like, oh, yeah, this 
serves. This has no personality <laughs> mask whatsoever, and this is supposed to be a William Shatner mask. Didn't they flip it inside out? Oh, maybe. Uh, I think I guess, that. Yeah, that might have been what they did. I can't remember. Anyway, what are your opening thoughts here, Darren? Um, I think that uh, I think a game of pool does show. It does show a lot of like, um, a, a, it makes people reflect quite a bit about, you know, what they might, what their hobbies and their passions, how good they want to become at something. Me, myself, I mentioned several times on the show, I play a lot of games with my friends, uh, online and, and whatnot. And the other night I was like insanely stressed out. Like, I was very mad because I kept dying over and over again. My friends What were you playing? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. And I was dying over and over again. My friends were not. And I just had such a big problem with it. I was like, dude, I cannot... I'm normally the best of all my friends. Why am I dying all this time? I almost spiked my controller. My $60 controller. They're like $70, I think. And I was like, I really was this close to breaking it. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, I did think about that episode and I was like, yeah, I mean, shit. I don't want to get this stressed <laughs> out about something that's like so minute. Yeah. Because it's not like I'm playing my whole, like, it's not like this is like my career. I'm yeah, just like, it's not, you're not a pro gamer. I'm just playing in my, I'm just <laughs> playing with my friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this has... This episode is somewhat important to me just for that, just just the fact that I can uh, think about it in situations like that. But I think it is something that, like, also, the better you are at something when things are going worse, like, it's so much more frustrating. Because, like, I'm not that good at shooter games. So when I'm playing that with my brother and, like, I'm not doing well, I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. But then, like, if I'm, like, I, if I'm playing a game I'm better at and I'm doing worse at that. What are you better at? I'm pretty good at Rocket League. Okay. And if you get spanked at Rocket League, do you yeah. start getting really mad? Like, it's not even, it's not even, like, getting mad. It's, like, just getting so mad at myself for, like, missing the ball. It's like, God, I can, I can fucking do this. I know it. Yeah, I know. I've done it before. Yeah. Uh, we seem to get more angry about the things that we're more skilled at, which is strange. Because we're probably more likely to lose the things. I think it's just because losing is taken for granted when we're not good at something. Yeah. And we're not, ex- it's something that we're not expecting. And so we get confused if we keep <laughs> losing. Like, why is this happening over and over again? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, go on with, go on with the, ni- the nightmare at 20,000 feet. So this, uh, probably the most famous Twilight Zone episode, I would say. Uh, William Shatner on a plane sees a creature pulling his guts out of the wing, tries to tell everybody every time he, they look out the window, the creature's not there anymore. He begins to question whether or not there actually is a creature on the wing. Uh, at the end of the episode, it's so good because you you're like, is he crazy? You, you start to think, is he crazy? Uh, what happened? Um, you know, that's why. I mean, it's a simple premise, but I mean, this episode pulls off so much. Uh, existential dread and just how creepy it is. Jake's just nodding and blinking right now. Your eyes are going to get too hydrated and you're probably going to keep blinking like that for a while. 
Because you just keep wetting those suckers. Um, Jake, do you have anything to say about Nightmare at 20,000 feet? Okay. Uh, I actually did, I did learn a cool fact about it. Do you want to know what it is? What's that? It's the only Twilight Zone episode that stars William Shatner. That's, you said that before. Um, I, I, so I do like this episode, but I wonder like, why is this the one? Why is this the Twilight Zone episode that everyone knows? Is it? I'm not entirely sure. Is it? Because it's, it's from pretty early in the first season. So I wonder if like that, no, it's, it's isn't like, it? No, it's like fourth season. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? As far as I understand it. That's, it's season five. Oh, yeah. Wow, so I was later. truly mistaken. Um, directed by Richard Donner of the Donner Party. Um, okay, so, like, why is it the one that everyone knows? I'm not sure. I don't think, like, I don't think it's the the best episode, necessarily, and it's not... I don't know. It's that's so strange to me. Um I like I like both of these episodes. I like I like Nightmare at 20,000 feet cuz it's it is one of these episodes where it's just like something is happening to this character but instead of just like it it, it like does get that where you start to question like what is happening. And I think a movie where you or a TV show where you start to question like what is reality and what isn't, and if they can pull it off, I think that's that's a really interesting thing. Uh, versus a game of pool, which I think we we covered a lot on all of that. I like I, I like both of these episodes. I think that Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet is more effective in what it does. Uh, it makes less of a global statement, but um, it is creepier. It's scarier. I mean, it is one of the scariest. Twilight Zone episodes, because the thing, the creature in it is pretty goofy looking. I mean, when he comes up, <laughs> when he turns and the creature's like looking, like it's kind of funny, but at the same time, like that face is pretty haunting. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's just more effective in what it does being as scary as it is. I think that the, a game of pool is, you know... You get the idea, and I feel like they could compress the idea of what it is into a lot less time. And I mm-hmm. think Nightmare at 20,000 Feet actually, like, really uses up its time pretty wisely. Um, so, for me, I'm going to pick Nightmare on, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I'm going to go with Nightmare as well. Cool. For, for, for similar reasons to, as those of what you have been staying before. And Nightmare at 20,000 Feet goes to the Hemipean matchup. Uh, our next matchup is our number three seed, Time Enough at Last, versus our number four seed, Dummy. So I have... We talked about these last time, so I don't think, I don't think we need to talk about them. I have the Twilight Zone Compendium book, which is like... Companion, maybe it's called? Whatever. It's like... Talks about all the episodes and it's got like some little facts on them. And I read the entry for Time Enough at Last. And like the first half was just recapping what the episode is. And then it's like the episode was effective because it used sets that looked 
like it was destroyed. It's like, yeah, I, I know. I, I saw the, I saw the episode. <laughs> and then they were like, also the staircase that he's on at the end was on the MGM studio lot. And it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. That's the, you want me to, you want me to do that? Yeah, can you turn it down a little bit? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> like that's the type of thing that some people, I guess, care about, but like, who cares? <laughs> And it's like, it's the same steps that I think, I can't remember what it's in. It's the same steps that are in this movie. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't read about anything else because that was the first one that I read. And I thought that. Maybe people just thought it was cool because it was the 60s. I don't know. But actually it was a 50s. But it's like a newer book. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, (laughs) I, I, I have no idea. And there's a quote where the director's like, Meredith Burgess did a good job because he got into the role of the character. It's like, oh, he's an actor? (laughs) (laughs) So there's nothing cool. I think it's just because they had to fill out, like, cool facts about it and they couldn't find it. (laughs) Because everything, evidently the shooting of it went swimmingly. Oh, do you want to know, actually, an astonishing fact? What? There were were two different pairs of glasses he used, one that were thicker for the close-ups. And one that he could see better out of for the long shots. That is a, that is breathtaking. Uh, so, two good episodes. <laughs> um, time enough at last. Uh, and planning of a lot of existential dread. Yeah, I think time enough at last is more like heartbreaking, and it's just like. It's one of those ones that's like, oh, that 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 could be me. I could see like something like that happening to me. Yeah. Versus dummy, which is like the much more paranormal one that's just like creepier. Yeah. And there there is a little bit of this question of like, is it in his head or is it is this dummy really real? And then at the end they really answer it. They sh- they show you that shit. Seeing is believing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, um, yeah, this, I don't know. This one's tough because Time Enough at Last is classic. And both of these have uh, like a sense of dread in a different way. As I said before, Time Enough at Last is more existential dread. And Dummy is more direct dread. Like, oh, is this guy going to, what's this dummy going to do to this guy? I thought when I watched it, I thought he was going to get killed. I thought the dummy was going to kill him. Like stab him or something like that. Uh... Which would be pretty scary, but that's like Chucky's. Scary. Well, that's like what happens in the the Goosebumps episodes that this copied. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. The ones well, that this ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> this ripped off the Goosebumps <laughs> episode. Um, that is a fact. You don't have to look it up. Um, These are both, I think, really interesting stories that have kind of uninteresting details added to them, or like. Yeah. Details that kind of take you out of it. Because, like, in Time Enough at Last, these people who are all around him were like, you can't read. Yeah. And, like, part, like, okay, he's talking about the book at his work, so he's gives the wrong change. And it's like, okay, I guess. I guess that makes sense that they hate him reading. And then Dummy, like, there's all this stuff about how he's this horrible alcoholic. And and I think, like, that's because they they were, like, wanted to make it one night. It was like one performance, you know. So they like really, com- 
they just told a lot of like, you've missed a lot of shows. I've always covered for you. You're always drinking. Yeah. And it's like, show me, show me a little <laughs> bit of that maybe. Uh, I think that the idea, I mean, I think that we kind of, we know the story of Time Enough at Last so well at this point that we kind of take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid, I watched Time Enough at Last and before he cracked his glasses, I was like, oh, that's sick, dude. You're, you're <laughs> set. <laughs> you're fucking set, dude. And then he cracked his glasses and I was like, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time I'd ever seen that episode. This was the first time you'd ever seen something with a plot twist. Yeah. I think it might have actually been, <laughs> uh, And, yeah, I mean, that set with me pretty well. Um, and I think that Dummy doesn't... It's not that... I don't know. It's not that Dummy doesn't have a twist, but it's just like, you know something's going to happen. Yeah. Dummy. Like, it does have a twist because I think it, it you do expect him to die. And so, like, the way that they twist that a little bit and, like, what they show you, that is surprising and it's terrifying. But I think, like, I think time enough at last, like, that's just, that's just oh, it's so good the way it just makes you think he has what he wants in his grasp. And then it just says, nope. Yeah. And it's really sad and hard to, like, think about because then... He's essentially screwed for <laughs> until he can feel around for a gun and shoot his head <laughs> and blow his brains out. Because, uh, yeah, he's living as a blind man. I mean, he can he can make the choice of, like, do I want to try and live the rest of my life blind with no one else, mm-hmm. no assistance from anybody, or and, like, looking, like, feeling around for food, or am I just going to kill myself? Like, I had planned to, like, 30 seconds before this. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm going to pick Time Enough at Last. Yeah, me too. Uh, time Enough at Last moves on to the Hemipene matchup. I also think that Dummy, like, it brings up a lot of questions that I maybe am more interested in than the actual episode. Like, how is this Dummy alive? Like, I want to I wanna know so much more about that. I mean, yeah. And, I like, I get that it's a Twilight Zone episode and it's 25 minutes and they have to tell this small story. Yeah. But it is a little bit distracting to be like, I want to I want to know more about that, not that not this guy who's drinking, like Yeah. Um you do have a good point there. Uh I think Dummy has a lot of shortcomings. Let's move on to the next matchup. We have number 7, I have the beholder, and versus number 8, people are like all over. Do you want to talk about Eye of the Beholder? Because we didn't last time. We didn't explain the plot of Eye of the Beholder. So the the plot of Eye of the Beholder is there's this beautiful... Well, you don't know. Oh. You don't oh, know. You oh, don't know. Oh. You don't know. She, there's this woman in a hospital bed. But she's got a great can. She's got one great can. The other one's not good. The other one does not look good. Bad can. <laughs> good can and a bad can. She's in a hospital bed. She's got two bed. cans. She has two toucans in the room with her at all times. Uh, one's named Sam, one is named Pete. Um, and they just say whatever she's saying. And Pete always repeats what Sam says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sam fell out who was left. Disregard all of what we just said because none of that is true. <laughs> Let's start over. Um, so you have this woman. She's in a hospital bed. She 
has wraps around her face. Um, I think she was in an accident, right? Was she in an accident? <clears throat> and she is trying to get her face, like facial reconstructive surgery. And basically the whole episode, you only see, like, you see no one's face. You see the wraps on her face. And then when she looks up to the doctors, they're their faces are blacked out. They're, they're, you can only see their hands because it's all dark. It's all silhouette. Above their, above their torsos. So you can't see what the doctors look like. And they keep talking about, you know, we, how the progress is going of her, uh, of her reconstruction. Reconstruction. And Recovery. She's, she begins to fear that she will look awful. She'll look horrible. When it's when she's done with it, she she begins to like just start uh, anticipating them unraveling her bandages and her waking up to seeing a hideous monstrosity. She thinks she got Freddy Kruegered. Yeah, she thinks she's going to wake up and see a hideous monstrosity. She is horribly afraid. She's lived her. She's like a model in her. She's a model, right? In her I life? think so. Yeah. yeah, she's like a model or an actress, and her whole life revolves around her looks and. Then when the doctors unravel her wraps, her bandages, you find out that she is hideous in their world because they, to us, she is gorgeous to us. Yeah, watching. she's like a solid 7 out of 10. <laughs> she is a 60s 10. <laughs> she is a 60s 10. Uh, and she's gorgeous, but... And they're horrible boar creatures. <laughs> but they think that she is ugly, and she says, oh yeah, I am ugly. So she runs away, mm-hmm. and she is frightened by what she looks like. Um, big old twist on that. Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> one, like, legitimately one of the scariest things I had ever seen as a kid. Wow. Um, it's like up there with the exorcist. (laughs) This episode is up there with the exorcist. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder because to us, she's, she's pretty. (laughs) She'd, she'd be in my, she'd be in the top 15 prettiest girls I've ever kissed. (laughs) Let's just say. Um. And she's not in the top 14. I'll just say that. (laughs) So Jake (laughs) is... Uh, Jake's gonna explain uh, his thoughts on Eye of the Beholder because he just segued into it so perfectly with his dating history. I, the, I mean, this is another classic. I feel like this one's a little bit underrated of the classics. And it it is... I, I think it does such an effective job because some of these, I think these situations are a little like abstract, like time enough at last... Like, we might have bullies, but we don't have anyone, like, telling us that we can't read or whatever. But I think, like, the idea of waking up in in a hospital and, like, having people standing over us, I think, like, that's a pretty universal fear. And, like, we've all had some version of that, even if it's, like, just the dentist. Like, the the dentist itself is a fucking terrifying thing. So I think it, it does a really nice job of, like, tapping into something that we're all afraid of. And then, like, really building up that fear where they're like, oh, this, she... This is not good. Yeah. She's, she does not look good. And then that, that surprise where it's like, oh, fuck, these people are... This is not how I thought they would look. Yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, she is... I can see why people would think she's attractive. <laughs> Jake's really picky about this model actress from the 60s. Well, I'm just... 
I wonder she's what the budget was for this now. episode. She's probably dead now. She, I, and even if she is alive, she probably doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so it'd be great if she did, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Uh, but if she, if you do, if you are out there listening, come on, come come on the show. Uh, yeah, we'd love we'd love to, love to have you. Yeah, Jake yeah. would love to rate you on the show <laughs> to your face, <laughs> your hideous hideous face. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then People Are Like All Over is the other episode that this is up against, and we talked about that more last week. Um, People Are Like All Over. I really like that actor who's in this one. Like, there's something that's just really likable about him. He's been in, like, I swear I've seen him in several other movies. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, sometimes, I don't know if it's because it's the 60s or it's just the style that they liked, but some of these characters are not very relatable. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, they are relatable in some ways, but, like, the guy from A Game of Pool, like, that's... What was his name? Jesse? Yeah, Jesse. Je- like, that's not someone who I want to feel like I root for. Whereas the guy and people are, like, all over. Like, he just seems like a good guy who just wants, like, the best for society or whatever. And he just seems like a nice guy. Yeah. And I think that that does a... That's, a, like, effective in making this outcome even worse for us feeling. Because if it's, like... If it's the guy from The Fever who's like, oh, this is so stupid, I hate this. Like, we wouldn't care. Um, and then I think... I'm like, looking for the actor's name, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the way that, like, the way that it is un- unveiled, how it ends, I think works pretty well. There are some questionable parts of the episode, like the, the relationship between him and that woman that sort of comes from nowhere... And like they're they're kind of flirting, but it it feels a little <laughs> underdeveloped. Yeah. Uh, Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Rowdy Roddy McDowell. I think he was in. Was he an American Werewolf in London? Was he? Uh, he was in Overboard, Planet of the Apes. He played Cornelius in Planet of the Apes. Okay. Uh yeah, he's been in, he's been in a Bug's Life. Wow, who is he in that? Mr. Soil. Is he the guy who says poo poo platter? I don't think so. Okay, that's a special person. You want to get hey, you want to get back to talking about the show, or you want to just keep looking at the guy's let's page? Let's just keep looking. At this. No. Okay, uh, let's talk about the show. Um, yeah, and I I think. This is another episode that could be longer because it, it could, could be longer or shorter. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. If it really wanted to extrapolate on his relationship with the Martian woman, mm-hmm. then it should be longer. And it tried to reach that. It tried to go for that. Like, it tried to get him... I think the point of him being attracted to her was to prove that people really are like all over, and that's why he... Because if it was... If they looked like green and aliens and whatnot, yeah. then, he, yeah, he they probably wouldn't make that point that he's, like, attracted to a, a green alien woman. But, like, what are they doing with her being sort of attracted to him but then not caring? Is that just to say, like, well, there are some people with empathy, but they get overruled? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, and that's another reason where I think they should have made this episode longer rather than shorter to extrapolate on why she, why they had that investment and then she just ended up not really caring. There's also that weird line in this episode where he's like, why are you, why can I understand you? 
why are you speaking my language? And they're like, as you'll soon find out, you're speaking our language. Yeah. And, and I didn't really get... Well, it was tele- it was telekinesis. I think they just had to establish that, like, it was... They were speak... He was speaking their language through telekinetic... Like, they were using mind tricks. They both thought they were speaking their own language, but they it's could understand Google each other. basically Google Translate in their ears, <laughs> but telekinetically. I just... Yeah, I mean... But the way they said it, like, you'll soon find out. I you'll don't know. You'll soon find out. But they, but then they tell him immediately after. <laughs> you'll soon find out. out at the end of this sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a weird line. I think that it was literally just to establish, because they didn't have Star Wars at that point. They didn't have, I mean, they, yeah. they didn't even have Star Trek. Like, they had I, nothing. I get it. I just thought, like, that was something that they could have explored a little bit more, is, like, wh- yeah. where this is all coming from. Uh, I do like the episode. I think it's, like we said last time, it is a little bit like we live in a society, like, look, look at people. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like, I do enjoy it. But I think for me, I'm going to pick the eye of the beholder. It's just. Yeah, me too. It's just, it's so good. It's so. It's scary and it's effective. Yeah. So Eye of the Beholder moves on to the Hemipene matchup against Nightmare at 20,000 feet. We got some fucking classics here. Yeah, we got... Damn. So we have our Hemi, first Hemipene matchup. We have It's a Good Life versus Time Enough at Last. It's a Good Life might be the least classic of these, and it's still... I know. Still <sighs> quite good. Each of these are pretty... Like frightening, I would say. Yeah, and all sort of in their own way. Yeah. Uh, it's a good life. I think. I think that time enough at last, maybe of all of these, is like the best suited for a twenty-five minute episode, because I think like it really establishes who this character is, what he's going through, and then has that twist at the end that really like messes with you. Not that I don't think it's a good life is effect. Like obviously these are all effective if they're the four our four best Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. But I think, like, It's a Good Life. Like, we said, like, you... We could... You could make, like, a, a series out of this idea that this kid has these powers. You could... Like, this could be a comic book that you could expand so much on this. Whereas Time Enough at Last just feels like this nice, tidy little thing. And that's not necessarily better. Because, like, uh, It's a Good Life, like, having that power to make you think what else could be true in this world. Yeah. That's That's, like an effective thing in, in TV and media is to like get you thinking and want, leave you wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel like time enough at last was made when maybe, maybe twilight zone really had to try really hard to get the networks to trust them. So they made, like, a really good episode. Uh, And then, you know, they kind of had somewhat spotty writing after that. Uh, I mean, I do like that entire season, but, you know, in the following seasons, they had some spotty writing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, you know, makes this... That's why this is such a standout episode. Uh, And it's a good life. I mean, it, it it's... It just like I like how ambiguous it is, how it just leaves you to make your own conclusions about it. Um, I think 
And it's definitely a change of pace from the rest of the episodes. Yeah, I don't even know if ambiguous is the right... Because, like, it, it's it's one of the few episodes that's just, like, giving it all to you outright. And it's just... I guess so. Like, it's it feels ambiguous in this context. But really, it's saying, like, this is all true. This is happening. Yeah. Which makes it feel ambiguous because you're, like, expecting some Twilight Zone shit. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um... I do appreciate how It's a Good Life. They kind of took a risk on it, it seems like. Especially in that time, when everything's supposed to be, like, so super serialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they took a bit of a risk on that one without, with you know, taking away the twist and everything. I don't know how many Twilight Zone episodes don't have a twist. I don't think I I've seen I have no idea. Many. I don't think I've seen any uh, besides this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess I, I do love both of these. You could argue that the fever doesn't really have a twist. Mm, kind of. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right. I guess. Like it yeah. doesn't have a twist in the sense that like Rod Sterling comes out. Rod Sterling in this. Yeah, like, he's like, isn't that isn't that crazy, kids? <laughs> All right, good night. <laughs> he's like, actually, the 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 slot machine was on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this like. Most clearly, like, the the fever does sort of have a twist in that, like, what it sets at the, at the beginning has changed when he starts to gamble. Whereas It's a Good Life, like, from the very beginning, it tells you, this kid did this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't... I think I know which one I'm going to pick. This is interesting because it's, like, the episode that doesn't have a twist versus the episode with maybe the most effective twist. Yeah. What are you going with? I'm going to go with Time Enough at Last. Because I just I do think this is one of the most effective twists in the whole show. I'm going to go with Time Enough at Last as well, I think. But I, And it's no, it's no disrespect to It's a Good Life, but mm-hmm. it's just... We're, if we're talking about like quintessential ti- Twilight Zone episodes, I feel like It's a Good Life... Or um, Time Enough at Last is just so perfect to kind of paint the picture of what to expect with Twilight Zone. It maybe so like too perfect in the sense that like you'll never get that get that feeling again. Yeah, maybe. if you if this is your first one. Yeah, I mean there are other episodes. No, but, like there's others. Yeah, I mean we're about to come up with. A I know, I know that are really. But it's similar, like I mean, I we we had episodes from four seasons, and I I think that these pretty well represent those four seasons. So yeah. it is one of those things where it's like, once a season they really. Really crush a, it. I'd say a couple times a season they really crush it. Um, okay, well, it uh, time enough at last moves on. Did I even say I was also picking that? You did, yeah. Okay. You did. I don't know if I did. You definitely did. I don't know. You said, I'm going to pick time enough. I said, I'm going to pick time enough at last, and you said, I'm going to pick it too. I don't know, Darren. Well, you can listen to this podcast. No, I won't do that. <laughs> uh... The next hemipene matchup is two classics, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet versus Eye of the Beholder. Um, both are fantastic. Uh, One of them has a the, the other best twist, I would say, of the show. And then the other one is the only episode of the show that has William Shatner <laughs> in it. So it's William Shatner versus the twist. Yeah. So... 
the dance, the twist. <laughs> it has conquered William Shatner for years. Uh, I think that... I mean, I do wish that Eye of the Beholder was revered as a, like, a more classic episode of the mm-hmm. show. Because I feel like it is so Twilight Zone. Like, just the the idea of it is so... It's so it's such the essence of Twilight Zone. I think because I was just thinking like something similar. I think like what makes Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet so memorable in this way is that like it just you like see that creature the whole time and it like really like sticks with you. I think the Eye of the Beholder it takes a little bit more like mental work to get there, you know, because like you have to put yourself in that character's shoes. Because you're not seeing the the terror, you know. Yeah. So I wonder if that's if that's part of it. Yeah. I think um, the thing the the issue about uh, Nightmare on Twenty Thousand Feet for me is that you do see the the, the creature so much, mm-hmm. and it does start to overstay its creepy welcome, if you will. The Jaws effect. Yeah. If you see it too much then you're not scared by it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Eye of the Beholder, I mean, they don't even reveal themselves until like the last like 30, like minute of the show or mm-hmm. something like that. So, I mean, you get that instant jolt of like, oh my God, wow, they look like that. Um, and I mean, twenty Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, there's some goofy stuff that happens. Like when he turns to the... The funniest part being when he is people calm William Shatner out, old Billy ass down, <laughs> and he turns and looks out the same window that he keeps seeing it the creature out of, and it's just right up against the window, <laughs> like staring at him. Yeah. And then he just like I think he closes the blinds or something. Uh that's to me a pretty goofy a pretty goofy moment in this episode. Um but, you know, everything else about that episode is very effective, in my opinion. Um, I'm really torn because I feel like the, the the horror of the Eye of the Beholder is, like, that more, like, cerebral, like, you have to think about it and, like, get in the shoes. Whereas Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, like, you can see it. And then there is this stuff about, like, is he crazy or not, which mm-hmm. comes in. And I, but, I, like, I feel like the Eye of the Beholder requires just that little bit more thinking but then maybe, like, what it's saying is more obvious. Because it's just, like, literally, yep, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Like, the title is just what it is. Yeah. That's true. And I don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the title gives away, like, the whole twist, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, this is, this is tough because I feel like thinking back... I'm trying to remember how old I was when I was, like, really watching a lot of Twilight Zone. I was probably, like, a freshman in high school when I was watching through on Netflix. Okay. And I feel like Nightmare at 20,000 Feet was one of the ones that really stuck out, stuck out, stuck out. Well, I mean, it is revered as, like, one of the the classic episodes. But now, thinking about it, I'm more pulled towards the Eye of the Beholder. I'm not even entirely sure why. 
It's just... Well, it's like you said, like, I'm not sure why that one is like... I think it's just because William Shatner was in it. <laughs> Maybe. I think that might literally be, yeah. like, why that episode is so big. Um, yeah, it's it's like they... They... I mean, it is obviously a good episode, whoever that actor is, but then they also got, like, this big star actor for that episode, too, and it just... Yeah. I, I, I think... I think I've made up my mind. I think I'm. Gonna, I think I know what I'm going to go with for this one. I just want to say that whoever we pick, uh, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> That's my favorite Twilight Zone episode: is the Alien vs. Predator episode. Whoever wins, the best episode is still in the the ears of the listener. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> what do you? I picking? disagree with that because <laughs> Snickles is the. The, the end-all, be-all opinion That's true. of the public. So, What are you picking here, Darren? I'm going to pick Eye of the Beholder. Because I, I just, yeah, I think it's underrated, and I think it's just so good. I'm picking Eye of the Beholder as well. Eye of the Beholder moves on to the final matchup, going up against the other classic, Time Enough at Last. The other classic. The two, like, I, these are the two twists for me in this show. Like, yeah. a, a show that has twists in almost every episode. Yeah. Like, these are the two big reveals that really... Oh, fuck. <sighs> yeah, these are the two... I would say, if, if you're thinking of, like, good Twilight Zone twists, these are the two that I immediately... My brain goes to immediately. If you're trying to think of... Two of the best episodes, and also they have good twists. These are probably up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is interesting because I think like these two are also two of the episodes that best fit that twenty five minute mark that all these episodes hit, where it doesn't feel like like I said, there's some goofy stuff in both of these that yeah. feels a little added, but they don't feel like like I have the beholder. You don't need any more backstory or any like any any questions going forward. Like you don't ex- there's nothing to expand this on this really. The story that it tells is just the story of this world. And same with Time Enough at Last. Like what what are we going to do? We're going to go to the war room in in fucking DC and show show them with the nukes. Like <laughs> who gives a shit about any of that? Like it's just it's about this guy and this the eye of the beholder is about this woman. So I think like it they just really effectively tell these stories in this amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else, what more we can say about either of these. I mean, comparatively, they're very, they're very similar uh, in, you know, how you think about Twilight Zone. Um, they're very, I mean... It's almost like time enough at last with both of these. I feel the need to kind of like, I want, I want to know, although it's not important. It's like tertiary knowledge of like wanting to know more about both of these worlds Mm -hmm. after the, after the episode is over, you know, I want to know what, how, like, what is life like with these bore people? And I want to know what our character what our main character does at the end of time enough at last after his glasses break is he going to kill himself or is he going to try and survive i mean i think 
I think like what's interesting because I think getting those answers would make it less effective. Like, exactly, but yeah. I still want to know them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because both of these are characters who have some sort of dream or goal that they both lose in the end because you know she's a beautiful actress who turns into a in our world fairly attractive human yeah and then he just wants to fucking read and then his glasses like i don't think there's any way he survives in this world right like (laughs) you think you think all of a sudden he's fucking rambo and he's just i think he i think yeah he probably well i think i think what it's insinuating is that the he went from dying instantly with a bullet to the brain to dying by of starvation. Mm-hmm. Radiation. Like, and radiation very slowly. Well, he'd probably... If you're in this situation, you think you're going to starve to death, just stop drinking water because you'll die faster. True, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I but mean... Doesn't it suck more? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it, like, more painful to be... Out of thirst like, to death, to thirst to death, than it is to <laughs> probably. I don't know, hunger to death. Um, versus Eye of the Beholder, I think like where she goes from here is less less clear, and in that way, I think it's a little bit more like w- what the fuck is she gonna do? Yeah, she's a fucking freak on this world. Yeah, um, also, how is she? I mean, she must have had a, a very specific accident to make herself, her, to like, to turn, I mean, maybe, I don't know. She must have had a very specific accident. If she was like considered a very beautiful actress beforehand mm-hmm. on that world, she must have had a very sp- specific accident to make her beautiful to us. I mean, it, it's just a narrative thing, but it is a question that raises for me, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to make a decision or what? Yeah, I think we have to. I think that's the, 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 that's the, the thing we podcast. do on this show yeah. now. Um, I... I mean... I think I have my decision. This is tough, and I keep going back and forth in my head, but yeah, this I, is, I think I have my decision. This is really decision. tough for me. I thought... I'll say this. When we started this, I thought that one of these might be my winner. Like, a specific one, not one of these. Not one of these 16. I thought that one of the ones in this matchup would be my pick. You thought one that wasn't on here would be the winner? No. (laughs) I'm saying I thought that one of these two is the one that I would pick for the winner. Oh. And now that we're here, I'm not sure I'm going to pick that one. I don't don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit torn. This is a very... I mean, that means I think we got a good bracket if this one... If we picked... We got the two that we're the most torn about at the end of this one, so... Okay, I think I have it. Let's just... All right. Uh, I'm going to pick The Eye of the Beholder. That's my that's my f- winner pick. For me? For my pick? And this might be a surprise to some people. Certainly to yourself. Including Darren, because I am also picking The Eye of the Beholder. There you have it. The Eye of the Beholder is the best Twilight Zone episode ever. <laughs> Darren was Darren was looking for Eye of the Beholder. He was ready for the tiebreaker. I was. I was very ready for the tiebreaker. He was certain it would happen. I was, yeah, because I know you liked 
timing of it lasts so much. I uh, yeah, that that's the one I'm saying that I thought from the beginning that I would pick that as my winner, but the more I think about it, the eye of the beholder is just the best episode. It's the best episode of the TV show. I think, in my opinion, that could act. I think that's probably true. In my opinion, I think the eye of the beholder, and I think this bracket helped out, helped me make that decision a lot. But between the two of us putting our, our brains together and picking our favorite one, I think it seems like we picked the eye of the beholder as the best. Are there any that you wish would have moved for, farther forward that didn't? Um. Not really, I don't think. Were there one? Was there any for you? I kind of wish Monsters Are Due on Maple Street moved forward, but if it went up against Time Enough, it lasts. Like there was. I know, unfortunate, but yeah. Um, I think if it was up against a weaker episode, it probably would have moved yeah. forward. But I think the Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. That is a good episode, but that's one of the ones that like most intrigues me for like how else it could be told. Because I feel like the like the idea is so solid and the actual execution is a little bit shaky. Yeah. And I like. I'd love to see some of these expanded into bigger things. Oh yeah, I think. I think that the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone series, like it, it was expanded out to an hour. I think the episodes were, but I I don't know why it got such bad reviews. I kind of wish. it Well, you didn't. haven't seen it. So I haven't. You don't seen know. It. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why, and I, I, I haven't seen it, so maybe I should watch it and find out for myself. But I feel yeah. like a lot of these stories do deserve to be expanded upon, or also shorter, because I think some of them make just like a good, Absolutely. like a 16 minute story or whatever. But yeah, you got to get that 25 minutes. Uh, I just want to say I have the Beholder 9.2. Time enough at last 9.0. Oh, wow. So if it went to the tiebreaker, I of the Beholder still would have taken it. Wow. Which is interesting because, like we said, Time Enough at Last is the more, it seems to be the more culturally, I mean, it, it certainly is the more culturally relevant episode. I would say so. I would say, yeah, Nightmare on, at 20,000 Feet and Time Enough at Last are the two most famous Twilight Zone episodes. Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, 9.1. So I the Beholder still would have taken it on yeah. all counts. I wonder if we have any on. I doubt. Because, like, after that, most of these are just, like, they're, they're, <laughs> it's not that they're bad episodes, but, like, they don't compete, really, yeah. to those. So I wonder if IMDb gave any of these higher than 9.2. I I doubt it, but I don't know if you want me to look through. The Monsters Are Doing Maple Street was also a 9.0. Well, still um, not higher. Yes, that's that's true. Wow. Well, we may have certainly picked the best Twilight Zone episode according to IMDb on this. <laughs> so, we certainly did pick it. We did pick it because uh Snickles is the ultimate authority on all things. Yeah, we pick we pick what you like. So just submit. To serve man was a 9.1. Oh god. That seems too high. <laughs> the lowest I've seen Oh, Cavender is coming as the 5.8. That's the lowest I've seen so far. Wow. I kind of want to watch that one because it's so low. <laughs> yeah, I think I according think we did to pick IMDb, we picked the best one. I have not seen any that surpass 
9.2. Nope, I just looked through them all and we we didn't there we did it. Wow. We could have just we could have just gone with the IMDb ratings from all along and saved ourselves a lot of time. I promise I did not pick. <laughs> I promise I did not look at IMDb IMDb before I put these on the bracket. Well, uh, thanks for putting this together, Darren. This is a uh, this show is spooky in in its own little unique way. Yeah, it certainly is. In a way that maybe your your heart rate doesn't get pounding, but your brain gets pumping. Yeah, I'm feeling like a zombie this episode. I ate a bunch <laughs> of donuts. People have been bringing me voodoo donuts like oh. crazy. Actually, just my sister. Is that why you were so grumpy earlier? Notice there was two boxes of yeah, voodoo donuts. Yeah, I saw two boxes. That's because last night we got some voodoo donuts, and then my sister brought me a box of voodoo donuts this morning too. Wow. Yeah. Hey, if you don't want all of those, I'll take some off your hands. Dude, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts, Jake? Uh... Go vote. I voted. I've got my sticker on my phone. Uh, I sent Darren a meme as I did it. I won't. I won't. I won't fully get into what it was, but Darren. Darren appreciated it. It was a Blue Lives Matter meme. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Go vote and try to find something fun you can do for spooky season. That's not, you know, going to a party or going out. Stay home. Watch some movies. Maybe maybe see a, a few friends, watch some movies. Not too many friends. Be careful. Be safe out there. If you're but, in Denver, the the maximum amount of people you can have in a group has been reduced down to either 10 or 5. It's, it's been, 5 now. It's 5 now, yeah. Meaning people are fucking up. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, yeah. And Darren and I being nose-to-nose is not probably helping the situation, Probably not. But we're both we're both very careful in our in our individual lives. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we are preaching all this stuff, and yet we are in person doing this podcast. So, you know, take what you will from that. Uh, each week, I go to work, I go to my apartment, and I go to Darren's house, and that's basically it. Yeah, it's pretty much the same for me. Um, <laughs> I go outside every now and then. I went to I went to a lake with no people at it this oh. this weekend. It was nice for your your, your ritual. No, it was just a kayak. The ritual was oh, different. It okay. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a waiting gibbous. Um. Anyway, uh, I I share the same sentiment as Jake. Just go vote. Uh, think about who you're voting for, and um, yeah, just be really careful around people. I do have a question that I was thinking about this week. What's up? Is it possible? That John Wilkes Booth saw Abraham Lincoln using his phone in the theater, and that's why what happened happened. Um, if you guys want to follow us on our socials, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SnicklesCast, also on YouTube. Snickles, we post videos. Kind of been hitting a lull with the videos lately, just because we haven't been posting that much. But there's a bank of great videos in there. Yeah. Jeez. And there's there's some stuff that I've been putting a lot of work into coming, so Yeah. Um anyway, thanks for listening. We love you. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get those podcasts. Thank you. Now, let's get old Blinchy Bear. To sign us out. And Jake sat in his room alone with no friend named Darren. Just recording a podcast doing two different voices.
in the Twilight Zone. That's the twist. Bye.